Welcome to another episode of What's Up Welland. All of our episodes are special, but for me, this one has an added layer of special because I'm not recording with Mark today. I get to record for the first time ever with my very good friend, Brooke Ianzelli. Brooke, thank you for stepping into the host's seat. Thank you for pulling up the microphone with me. And um, do you want to introduce our guest today? Hi, Paul. Yes, I can definitely introduce our guest today. Thank you for this wonderful introduction. I, I kind of feel honored. You know, this is, it's been a while since I've been in the hot seat, but on a, on a different end. Um, but yeah, we have an amazing guest today, Janet Mudami, who's here today as our um, special guest. But I don't want to give too much information because this is going to be a really interesting podcast and very educational. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about the Welland Heritage Council and Multicultural Centre. So for me, this is educational. For our listeners, these conversations are always meant to be educational. So rather than talking about what we could learn from Janet, let's get right to hearing what Janet has to say. So for the first time, we get to welcome Janet Madume, Executive Director of the Welland Heritage Council and Multicultural Centre and Employment Solutions to What's Up Welland. Janet, thank you so much for making time to join the conversation today. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited with all the discussions we're going to be having. If to start the discussion, first and foremost, it's a pretty lengthy title, what is the Welland Heritage Council and Multicultural Center? I know it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> Anyways, so the Welland Multicultural, I, I actually shortened the name going forward because really it's, it's so much easier for even people to understand what we do. They're often confused by the heritage aspect that has been thrown into our name, thinking we're a heritage organization. Uh, but in, in fact, we are a multicultural. So as we introduce ourselves into the community, we often utilize is just the short name, Welland uh, Multicultural Center. So we were, uh, of course, established in 1976, and we're all about helping newcomers, not just newcomers. We also help uh, the Canadian citizens uh, and ensure that they are integrated into the communities, uh, especially with the Canadian community. It's all about integrating them into the labor force market. So you, in speaking about who you serve, in that it's people here, newcomers who are joining our community. Where are people finding you? So you are in Welland. It's in your t- it's it's in your name. It's in the title. Mm. But where are people finding you? How are they finding you? It's very easy. You Google multicultural centers. There are only three in Niagara region. So there's us. There is the folk arts in St. Catharines. There is also Fort Erie, uh, in um, in Fort Erie, the Fort Erie multicultural. Uh, so we often are. Uh, it's just by Google search. We never market our product. Believe it or not, we are always found. And it's always a word of mouth from the individuals that we've uh, assisted over the years. They always find their way back uh, when they need to bring in their own families into the country or for other reasons as such. So, And we're also connected through the multiculturals. We literally work as a coalition. So they are actually connecting us, like through the border, Fort Erie Multicultural. They refer clients to Welland because we also happen to have our emergency shelter. Wow, very impressive, Janet. So what types of services do you provide 
As I just mentioned, uh, the first one I should I would want to talk about is our emergency shelter. It is it houses newcomers because you know with the housing crisis that has been faced, uh, not just in Niagara, even Ontario, but through the country, uh, we kind of help them at least find their first footing before we find that permanent housing for them. So that will be secondary, but very, very important aspect of one of the projects that we do. Uh, but our main mandate is really to help with settlement. Uh, I know people might think settlement, we're doing the immigration work. We are not allowed to advise on immigration. So it's really a referring mechanism where we are referring you and connecting you to the community that we live in. Uh, people, they come in, they don't know where to take or even do their groceries. Think about it, you're in a space. Where do you find food? Where are you going to take your child to school? Simple little things like that can become so cumbersome for somebody who doesn't even know the culture of a new space. So we, we assist with that. We'll connect them with everything. We ensure they get even a lawyer for the immigration processes. So we work with a long list of uh, immigration lawyers. Uh, we also would connect you with social assistance so that you start getting some benefits if you already don't have any a job. Some are coming in with uh, work, so that's different. But if you're coming in without a job, then we're going to connect you uh, to different employers as well through our em uh, employment uh, solution division. We also do labor market foreign uh, credentialing. So really uh, being focused on that the last eight years, where we ensure people that are coming in with their fields of study, instead of studying from scratch, you're really taking your time and you're actually going to be bridging it instead of starting and, and wasting resources that you might not even have. So we assist with that component as well. We also have... Um, ESL, so English as a second language. We have four classes, two here in Welland. Uh, one is online. Uh, currently with uh, the pandemic, it's helped us shift a little bit and be creative. Uh, we also have one in Grimsby, which is online currently, and one in Niagara Falls at the West Lane Secondary School. So with these services, you provide obviously many mm -hmm. What do your hours of operations look like? Because it sounds like you're working, you know, quite a few hours throughout the day, right? Seven days a week. What does that look like for you? I love that question too. Mm. You know, we say we work from 8.30 to 4.30. The truth is we're working all year round, especially with the asylum seeker file. We were made uh, the main uh, agents. So we are the lead agents uh, with the asylum seekers that have arrived in hotels in Niagara Falls. So from last year, to currently, we had about 3,100 individuals that we were uh, assisting from 13 different hotels. Now they've subsided to about 11, but still there's still many of them, still just slightly under 3,000. Uh, but we still have to help individuals. Uh, they need all the help that they can get. We have to ensure we organize the programs. We have to connect them to all these different aspects that we spoke about earlier. So, Janet, you're, I mean, you speak with such passion about helping individuals. You mentioned at the start of the conversation, the center has been around, the multicultural center has been around since mm -hmm. 1976. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask how it has changed over that time. I know you have not been there since 1976. So <laughs> first and foremost, how long have you yourself 
been a part of the center. But then, and I'm really good at doubling my questions up, mm-hmm. how has that center changed either from what you were aware of before you joined or just over your tenure there? How mm-hmm. has it changed and how are you continuing to meet the the changing needs in our community? Absolutely. So I've been, I, I like to tell this story. So I started off as a client myself at the center. Not a lot of people know this. We literally lived in the emergency shelter for uh, two weeks with my husband and two children uh, before uh, look, uh, finding permanent housing ourselves. Uh, it was just two weeks later we found our permanent housing, and three years later we bought a home, and here we are. Uh, so I've been with the center, like on a voluntary position. I started right away. I have an accounting background, so I do income taxes. I've been volunteering with CRA uh, for the last, since I've been here here 2005. Um, I started working for the center in 2007 in November. Started off as the finance manager for eight years before I became the executive director in 2016. And I'm still going. (laughs) And you asked your second piece, you uh, moved into what has changed uh, in our landscape a lot, especially with uh, COVID. I've seen a lot of changes, not just COVID, but also talking about the number of people that they have been bringing into the country. They're talking about starting to bring up over 525,000 people a year. Just that alone, it does really affect capacity. And you're talking about resources. We're still functioning from the same funding pots, believe it or not. And yet we're expected to do so much with so little. Uh, but we'll keep going. Um, I know one day things will change and hopefully for the better. So I think lots of people are coming because of different issues. There's the economic downfall because of COVID. Again, the pandemic kind of uh, escalated things for so many people in different countries. Then there's uh, Tamil's war. Um, if you look at the Ukraine, you see individuals that are coming in. We actually have two new programs uh, within our center that we had to start just specifically for the Ukrainian uh, community. Uh, we just finished our first class uh, that we just started for the Ukrainians and the individuals all have found employment. So I'm so quite excited about what's happening in our territory. So Janet, this is something just in in mentioning that you are working with the same resources that you have had all along. It hasn't grown, but you are, you said with hope that you are still finding ways to help newcomers, to help people in our community. How do you do that? Are you, are, are there strategic partnerships that you are forming? Are there, how much does the community support you in supporting the community, if that makes sense? <laughs> yes, that's an interesting question, actually. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like looking at things, of course, we do get funding as, as like, for example, the two uh, uh, programs that I just spoke about, we did get a little bit of funding on that. But the front on the NSP, the newcomer service program that we have, nothing there. Of course, they've given us more resources because of the asylum seekers, but it's just for a year. And then what happens after a year? To be honest, I don't know. Um, that's why I said I'm hopeful that things will keep growing on our side. I think we need to scale. Um, we really, with the inflation, it just doesn't affect the newcomer. We have to understand it also affects our staff. 
they're living through these challenges as well. So how can we uh, be stagnant even with the amount of pay that we give them? Can we at least increase that so that it matches inflation that they're going through as well? Excellent. So Janet, we're going to kind of go back to the start when you had mentioned that a lot of individuals don't know or understand what the Wellwood Heritage Council Multicultural Center represents. What does that mean? So there's some misconceptions with that. Could you maybe explain to, to us and clarify what they are, um, minus the fact that you had stated that it's not a heritage center, right? Correct. And the other misconception we often face is they often think we're an immigration office, and we're not. Uh, we are not the ones who make those decisions for individuals to stay in the country. There's actually a federal uh, body uh, that does all that for us, and it's the IRB, uh, so Immigration Refugee Board. It's, it's a group of members that are selected uh, by the federal government, and they make these decisions. So we're not making that. Often people think we're the ones we, who give those paperwork out, including the clients. They think we have the power to do that. No, we don't. We're just there to be your stepping stone, so at least you find all these avenues easier. Uh, the other misconception, we uh, rebranded our employment uh, division, Employment Solutions. So often people think we're two separate entities. I've gotten, I think we've rebranded to the point that now it's like we're separate and we're trying to rail that back in and let everybody know that we are one organization. They actually function under Wayland Heritage. They are not an incorporation and they're just um, a branding name. So how are you educating individuals on this information? Is it word of mouth? What does that look like for us? With us, I think it had to start with us, the staff. So we have changed our signatures on our emails. We talk about, when we talk about the two organizations, I'm not just specifically speaking about well and heritage, uh, multicultural, but I also speak about uh, employment solution all in one sentence. So now it, it's, it's, the word is getting out there. So this is going to be a significant pivot from talking about what the center does and whether it's through the multicultural aspect, whether it's through employment solutions. This is something that is just literally on the horizon for us and something that I'm excited about because I know it is, is a pretty significant event in Welland. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the first time it is happening since the pandemic. So it's got to be something exciting for you and your team and your office, Janet Madume, the there's a Dragon Boat event coming up. Yeah. Please tell us all about it. How does it support the center? What how long has it been going on? Just all the details. The floor mm. is yours. It's actually our 15th annual, annual uh, event, and the resources uh, that we get or the revenue we get through uh, this fundraiser really goes towards our emergency sh uh, shelter. We have no funding, not even from one single level of government, uh, to sustain our, our emergency shelter. We, we do it on our own. So the, some of these resources definitely are geared uh, for, for that emergency shelter. And please come out. It's a fun day. Uh, just watching everybody doing the dragon boating and just having huts and filled together. It's really an exciting thing to see. So I'm, I'm actually uh, asking everybody to come out this coming Saturday. 
uh, June uh, 10th, and it starts off at 9.30. That's when everything kicks off until about just after 3 p.m. We do have food vendors, so please bring an empty belly as well. And where should people show up if they're not familiar with mm. where these events happen in the city of Welland? It does happen at the Floodwater Center, beautiful facility. Thanks to the city for that. Uh, so you can show up at the Floodwater uh, Center. So I myself have never dragon boated. <laughs> Janet, will you be on the water or will you be on land just meeting people and, and showing people around? What I'm always on the land. <laughs> That's where you're going to find me. <laughs> and I enjoy that. That's exciting, Janet. And uh, we look forward to being able to to see what takes place during the weekend, maybe share some posts about that as well on our LinkedIn, our social media. But we, but both Paul and I like to kind of end all of our podcasts on a very positive note. You mentioned a little bit of a success story earlier, but is there a favorite success story that you like to share that you can share with our listeners today? Absolutely. You know, every time somebody asks me of a success story, there's so many that I could tell over my tenure at the Heritage, but one comes to mind constantly. It was a single mom, two children, came in, no documentation. They'd been in Canada before and left the country. So what that means is when you come back, you're not allowed in Canada. And the only reason why she was allowed to stay was because of that little baby girl that saved her life because she was born here. So she was considered Canadian. Uh, this lady went through school. She had no daycare. She found daycare on her own. And now she's actually moved out of Welland. But the success comes into that she finished and completed her education and she has a full-time job. And I often refer uh, to this story when people come in and they really feel low. And I always say, you know what? There's one lady who still empowers me to this day because I have never seen such tenacity. So, yes, it's, it's a story I tell all, my, all the time. I don't know about Paul, but you're giving me chills. And I think that's such a wonderful mm -hmm. item to be able to share with us. And for you too, right? The driving force. And it kind of reminds you every day when you're probably going to work thinking, absolutely. I can help someone, right? Absolutely. Which is absolutely wonderful. So thank mm -hmm. you. Oh, Janet, goosebumps on this, on mm -hmm. this side of the mm -hmm. microphone as well, because you're sharing a success story from a client, mm -hmm. you are also living a success story. Absolutely. Your family mm -hmm. is a success story about what the, the center has done, what it can do, the mm -hmm. fact that you have stayed with that. Like it just, it. people are coming here, they're experiencing challenges, but mm -hmm. hearing the way you talk about the services you provide newcomers, as I said, goosebumps. So I cannot thank you enough for bringing the stories to this this episode to this to this show, but especially for what you and your staff and everyone associated with the Multicultural Center and Employment Solutions mm -hmm. are doing for the people in the city of Welland. Thank you so much, Janet, for uh, joining us today. And thank you so much for having me. And I would want to to uh, to say this. This has to be said. I'm so proud to be a Wellander. Thank you again, Janet Mudeme, for this amazing educational podcast today. Um, I know Paul's got a quite a few items he wants to speak about in terms of what he learned and what we were able to gather, but I just want to go back to the fact that 
I couldn't believe the services that Janet spoke about that I, I never realized were available to individuals and really what the Welland Heritage Council Multicultural Center meant and what it does. And then from that, the services, how they lead to the success stories for these individuals. It was just something that I, I really didn't realize. Paul, I, I don't know if you felt that way too. I went in, admittedly, not knowing very much about the multicultural center. And part of it was because I wanted to learn straight from the source who they are, what they do, how they're impacting our community. And let's be honest, we really heard straight from the source. And there were moments, even right now, goosebumps, goosebumps across my arms, thinking back on what Janet spoke about. So Brooke, if the successes and the services to you resonate and play together, for me, it was some of what we spoke about before we recorded, especially what we spoke about after we recorded. Janet was very adamant about they are there to provide services, support, and help, but they are not there to provide, um, they're not there to coddle people and provide handouts. They want people to uh, become integrated, to be able to stand on their own, to become members of our community. And it, Brooke, I don't know about you, but what an inspiring, eye-opening, you said the word educational, educational conversation this was. I'm, thank you for starting the this piece off with thanks because yeah, there is a whole lot of thanks for Janet, for her team, for what the center and employment solutions is doing in anything I'm saying. Is there anything you are, are, are further thinking about? Yeah. I kind of look forward to her coming back on the podcast again <laughs> and giving us an update in terms of what is to come because at the end of the day, I think there are items that she spoke to once again after the podcast about that. There's lots of opportunities to partner with Janet and her team for those who are maybe looking to learn a little bit more about, once again, the services that they provide and how it might help employers um, or just individuals interested from a community perspective just to gather more information. So I look forward to her, her coming back and I would like to be on that po podcast. Oh, you sure will. This is, this is definitely a part one of an inevitable part two, because yes, they've been around since 1976, mm -hmm. but I feel like we just uncovered a gem that really needs further uncovering and further exploration. So Janet, again, thank you so very much for bringing the Welland Heritage Council and Multicultural Center and Employment Solutions to the podcast. This is not the last we are going to hear from you. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, you can catch this episode, you can catch all previous and future episodes at engagewelland.ca slash podcast. That's it for today. We are back with you soon. And just a reminder, if you're looking for a fun activity, June 10th, the Dragon Boat Fundraiser is going to be held that day. So uh, all the details were in the podcast today, but take a look, as Jan said, if you're hungry, bring those bellies, get ready for an exciting weekend, and uh, we can't wait. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.